the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones and owner and operator of Next Steps for Seniors, the business, as well as a nonprofit, which I believe all of you know that by now, but Next Steps for Seniors Foundation, helping our low-income seniors, both physically and and financially, to meet their basic needs, but most importantly, spiritually, Mm. because there is nothing more important in the entire world than knowing where you are going when this life ends. And that is what Next Steps for Seniors Foundation focuses on, is the afterlife. Making sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are completely believing in Jesus and knowing that you are going to spend eternity in heaven. And, you know, that's a great segue into our topic today because we have Pastor Tim Helen with us today, Love Over All. And the reason we started Love Over All topic once a month is because the world we are living in today, as you all know, at least the last few years, we've seen a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of changes, mm-hmm. both through the pandemic and through a lot of different things that have happened. And it's time to start looking up instead of looking around, right? Oh, yeah. What is, what is it we need to learn um, from the Bible that God gave us as a book that will help us with our lives on earth? And what is it we need to learn from God? So, Pastor Tim, I'm thankful that you're here today. Oh, it's great to be here, Wendy. We need, we need to hear this. I think this is a, an, an awesome reminder of what life is really about. Well, you know, as, we, as we've been progressing through... Um, this chapter in the book of Romans and we're not just reading a book out of the Bible because it's there. We're, we're living at a time where there's so much conflict 
and there's so much division and there's so much um, angst and anxiety where, where we're seeing it like at every level. And so <clears throat> it is to me comforting to be able to find a source that, that says, hey, here's how you overcome all that. And, and the bottom line is, as we see from Romans 12, and as, as the Bible has said so clearly, and we see working so efficiently, love conquers all. And today what I want to focus on is this, 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 this passage out of Romans 12, verse 16, where he says, he's talking to everyone that would read this, be of the same mind towards one another. Now, last month we talked about learning to be not just sympathetic, but empathetic, and how Christ was empathetic, and how it's important for us to be able to really get down where someone is and and begin to experience what they're experiencing in order to understand who they are and what they're going through. And I think what we see happening is when somebody is different than us, and not just maybe looks different or talks different, when somebody thinks different than us, there's this huge move now to just kind of cancel all that. Well, just then, you know, I think we heard it the other day from a speech from the, the mayor of New York who was saying, if you don't think like us, leave. Which is, which is that's, that's totally the opposite of what we want to see and hear and do. And so when, when, you, when you look at what Paul is writing here, and he's writing to people that are living at a time in a culture that is horribly divided when you look at the people especially if you're a a jewish believing israelite living in the roman empire those are two very different mindsets completely different it's it's cultural it's historic it's religious and it's national so so you have all of these prejudices that are lining up and paul says whoa whoa whoa, whoa slow down he says be of the same mind towards one another, which, which there's three ways that you can look at this. But where I want to start today as we head into this discussion time is being able to meet someone who thinks differently, but taking the time to, number one, become empathetic and say, okay, help me understand what it is you're going through or what it is that you feel or why you think what you think. And I think sometimes in our minds we think, if I, if I give somebody a voice, my voice is diminished. But that's, that's completely not the truth. It's, it's almost like saying, if, if someone, and this, of course, it's me, so it's food. So <laughs> if we're sitting at the end of a dinner and somebody rolls out a plate of cookies, and then somebody else rolls out a plate of brownies, and we, you say, oh, no, no, the brownies are diminishing the cookies. No, no, they're not. They're just all of a sudden you have, you have two options. You have two, two ways of taking confection and doing something That's with That's a great it. example, by the way. Yeah. Well done. Everybody can relate <laughs> to cookies and brownies. Simple, easy, we all get it, yes. And so being able to let somebody bring their mind, their thought process and what they're, how they're feeling and what they're thinking and why they think it to the table doesn't diminish what you feel, think, or know. And and now now what we're going to get to is what do we do if they sharply contrast, which is now you, you go backwards and you start going back into Romans 12 and you, and you see that God has given us first and foremost this, it's not just a position and it's not just 
a, uh, a thought process. He's given us the emotion and the decision of love to begin to bridge the gap between us and anybody else who has any other history, religion, sexual preference. Name, name a, a, a contrast. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And, and all of a sudden, we can, we can begin to bridge that gap. Now, does that mean we agree? No. Does it mean we think the same thing? No. But, but, but can we get along? Yes. Absolutely. And so today, what I, wanna, what I would really love to do is, I like looking at this, this verse, and I'm going to read the whole verse for just a minute. This is Romans 12, verse 16. He says, be of the same mind towards one another. He says, don't set your mind on high things. He says, but associate with the humble. Don't be wise in your own opinion, or the way that the King James says that is, don't be conceited. <laughs> now, everybody you, knows what that word means. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I brought that in, because all of a sudden we understand what it, you know, the, the opposite of humility is being conceited. And, and when you look at the first part of this verse, there's three particular ways that you could interpret what's happening here. And the first one is what we read out of the last set of the, the, the verse right above this, Romans twelve fifteen, which is learning to be empathetic, which I like that one. I think that this, this ties together that way very cleanly because I believe that God wants us to be in a place when we see somebody who's hurting, we hurt. And it doesn't matter. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think one of the, the, the darker shadows of our culture right now is when we see someone who we don't agree with hurting, we almost like it. We almost are like, we feel vindicated that they're hurting and, and they deserve it. And, and, and the Bible and, you know, really all that's good about humanity would not agree with that, with what I just said. And so being able to, to, to see someone and empathize with where they are can't happen unless we allow part of what they understand, believe, live, adhere to, to, to encroach on our life so that we can, not so that we can agree with them, just so we can understand them. And, 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 and I, like, I like how that, that, that brings us to a place of coming together. And, and I don't think that, you know, when I, I grew up in the 60s, and I remember a lot of the, the racial tensions of the 60s. And, and I remember being so confused because I, I really didn't understand what was the difference between a black person and a white person. Now, being a child, being young, being insulated, my parents didn't, you know, my, they, they didn't bring out all the bad. They didn't bring that home. My dad worked in Highland Park in 67, so he, he couldn't go to his office during the riots. But he didn't talk about that. What he did talk about was the importance of us being able to learn how to get along with them. You know, every, everybody is the same. We're all, we're all. And so, so when My I... My favorite analogy, just really quick, I have to just intercede inter yeah, yeah. one, th one quick thing. When God looks down from heaven onto the earth, what does he see? He sees our hearts. That's it. 
that he see he looks right down into our hearts and sees our hearts and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I pray that I see people, right? I look deep inside to their spirit and their soul because nothing else matters. Are you kidding me? It doesn't matter what language they speak or what color their skin are, what color their eyes are, if they're pretty or not pretty. Nothing. Mm-hmm. The outside does not matter. Mm-mm. Well, and that's where I think when you when you look at what 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 Paul is writing here, and as we as we get through this and we prepare to go to the the next part of this, it's understanding that most of what we disagree on is opinions, and that's what I want to talk about next is learning to listen to others' opinions. Amen. Stay tuned, everyone, because this is going to be deep. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400, and we'll be back in just a few moments. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our Next Steps for Seniors program. Our topic today, love over all. Why? For obvious reasons. And we have Pastor Tim Helland here, and I'm grateful for the word, and I'm sure we're all sitting on the edge of our seats after that first segment. So I'm going to just turn it right over to you, Pastor, because we need to know what mm-hmm. you're about to talk about. Well, as, as, <clears throat> as we're working our way through 2022 into 2023, now, and, and it's, it just, uh, I get almost frazzled sometimes when I, when I'm writing the date, I think we're two years past 2020. So the now the the pandemic, we're, we're we're almost two years out of that. It's just life is is just screaming forward, and it seems like sometimes it just seems like it's out of control. It's going so fast, and when you start throwing in a lot of the the issues that we're seeing nationally, politically, racially, uh, religiously, pick pick. A conflict. And we're seeing all of these things uh, flash up. Escalate, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean- and, and absolutely. They are escalating. And, we, and you, you think, I know I do, now being not just a father, being a grandfather with, us, with Ben, who's just a few months old. Way, yeah. So thinking, oh, my gosh, what is this world going to be like for him? And then I go back and I read something like this, which is, which is 2,000 years old. And Paul is, Paul is saying, yep, we've got racial issues. We've got religious issues. We've got cultural. We've got political. They, all those issues were... 2,000 years ago. Yeah, same. and then the Roman world that was as evident then as it is now. And they got through it. And, and one of the ways, and I think that this, this letter that Paul writes to the Romans... Is, is an answer not only to what they were going through, but to what we're going through. And so he says, be of the same mind towards one another. Now, now throw that over our culture right now, and you, you're just like, that's impossible. Why would you even say that? Oh, Pastor Helen, that's just stupid. These, these people are so different. How could they possibly be of the same mind? Which, you know, and I say it all the time. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Because what because we you're see, tell us. <laughs> yeah, what we see is he's not saying everyone has to be the same. He's not even saying everybody has to agree. He's saying you are never going to begin to bridge these issues 
if you can't begin to empathize, begin to feel what that person is feeling. Why is this person here? Why do they think the way they think? So, so now we go from the first level to the second level, and we, we realize that everybody has an opinion. And, and really, I think we have to allow everyone to have an opinion, listen to their opinion, and then go one step further and listen to why that's their opinion. So what's happened in this person's life that brought them there? And what, what you'll find is when we do that, now we come in, now it touches the second part of this statement where he says, don't set your mind on high things. Now, that almost seems the antithesis of what our culture says, which is, you know, reach for the best, go for the gold, win, 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 win at all costs, which now, trust me, I'm a competitive person. I'm all for winning. I'm all for success. I'm all for good life. I am. But if Not that at the cost of somebody else, no. Well, and I mean, and there's the difference. If 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 that consumes your mind, mm-hmm. and I can I can go back a few years, a few decades in my life, and I really thought that I was doing everything that I was supposed to do, and that my success was a direct relate. It was directly related to God blessing me because I was doing the right thing, but I wasn't home. My kids didn't know me. Um. I was becoming consumed with earning and then having bigger, 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 build bigger, build better. Nicer cars. Yeah, everything. Trips, clothes, you name it. <laughs> We're all guilty of yeah, that. Yeah, but, but you, you, you get to the point where you realize that what Paul is writing here, now, and it's interesting, it's linked to be of the same mindset. So he's saying, Get to a place where you can begin to understand why someone thinks the way they think. And don't supersede that ever with you thinking you're better or you're, you're more important. And if, you know, when we start setting our mind on, on what he calls here the high things, which, you know, that can mean something different to a lot of people. But I think culturally it all boils down to the same thing, which is success, 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 success. And there's nothing wrong with success. There isn't. But for me, and I could have spent my life building homes and done very well, was that the best use of my 70 to 80 years on this earth? And when I went into prayer, when I really started looking to the Lord and not to the world. Right. And, and, and trying to figure out why am I here? And, and folks, this is where it all boils down to this. Why are we here? And, and when you come through the word and you go to you know, the, the very beginning of God's explanation of life to mankind and, and when he's trying to help Moses put together a nation, he says, let me, let, let me give you two basic rules split into into 10 subsets. So you have the 10 commandments. The first one is honor me. So God says, just honor me. Make me first and foremost in your life. The second rule is this. Honor everybody else around you. Prefer others more than yourself, which brings us to the end of this, this, this verse where he says, be able to associate with the humble. And you see, in this second stanza, 
of Romans twelve sixteen, you have this 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 conflict. You have a, a very natural tension between these two statements where he says, Don't set your mind on high things, but do associate with the humble. And and he and he puts these two thoughts together that are natural conflicts. The contrast here and the contention here is very intentional. And what he's what he's doing is he's he's putting his finger on the pulse of the culture, not just two thousand years ago, but right now today in twenty twenty two. And and I think that all of us, if we're let me take that back, not all of us. I think there are some people that are doing a brilliant job of living for Christ. There, I think that there are many people that are trying to make this world a better place by by learning what's going on in other subsets of our culture and, and on the on the other end of the spectrum of how people feel and think. And if we can look at someone that we think is not of huge value culturally or financially or religiously or whatever, and it doesn't just say, he doesn't just say in this, in this verse, be able to recognize them. He says, associate he does use the word associate, which really, yeah. which is a big word, and it's an important word. And the distinction there is important because I was I was at a conference a while ago, and I'm I'm not trying to stir a pot too hard here, but I, I remember somebody saying to me, uh, "Find the five people closest to you in your life, put them up there, and and, and when you look at them." the sum total of their experiences and their success and their influence and all of these different components of, of their characteristics and their personalities is the ceiling of where you'll go in life. And, 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 I, and, I, and I thought, you know, actually that makes sense. And, and I think by and large that there's, there is there's a huge amount of truth there. But mm. then you have, you have Paul here writing saying, don't don't get consumed with that, but always be able to associate with with the lowly, with the humble, with the meek. And when I when I look at how what Jesus did when he came, now I know when, when we're you know we're this whole year we're trying to talk about how do we how do we bridge these conflicts. And Jesus stirred up a lot of conflict. Mm -hmm. But what Jesus brought is the most effective and efficient resolve to human conflict. And so when Paul writes this, he's writing under the influence of this, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, this was not Paul's nature to, to associate with the humble. But he had learned something. And this writing really began to bring the church the nation, the world, and, and together in a, in a beautiful way. This I, I call the Book of Romans like the Magna Carta of Christianity. It is a fabulous book. And, yes. and, and here he is. He's, he's explaining, here's how you do it. And part of it is, is this, being able to associate. Start getting relationships with people who are different, who are you know, that you don't, don't maybe, think like you think. Yeah, didn't exactly. always think had great value. And, and and when we do this, which will bring us to the next part, I love what we're going to start out in Proverbs 25, 6 and 7, which is being able to look at the world and everybody in it 
through the eyes of Christ. Okay, listeners, open your Bibles, Proverbs 25, and we're going to be back in just a few moments. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. Our topic today, love over all. And you've got your Bibles open to Proverbs 25 as we move into our third segment here with Pastor Tim Helland uh, from Creekside Christian Church. Pastor, share your contact information. Yeah, with we're, our we're uh, Creekside Christian Church. Our website is c3foryou.org. That's the letter C, the number four, the letter U.org. And uh, we're right at DeQuinder and Auburn and Rochester Hills. Um, Every Sunday? Every Sunday at 11, every Wednesday at 7. Every day we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, we're out there. Love to hear from you guys. If you need a church, a home church, it's a great church. And if you need a little lifting up in the middle of the week, go on his Facebook. You do a one-minute, what is it called? Mm-hmm. It's Jams, cool. just, yeah, a jam. just a minute. Just a How minute. How cool is that? Okay, listeners. So moving into Proverbs 25. So you, when you, as we look at this uh, daunting part of our, our, our life today in, in trying to overcome all the conflict and, or, or just, let's just, let's not even make the goal overcoming it, dealing with it, dealing with all of the conflict and all the tension that's going on in our world, in our nation, even in our homes today. Families, yeah. families, brothers Paul, and sisters. Paul here, he says, be of the same mind towards one another. Now, I've said this to my kids. We have two boys. Um, now we have a, a daughter-in-law and a grandson, and you know, our, our family is growing. But it's important that we be able to understand what, what the other person is thinking. And then he says, don't set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. And I love what, when, when, when uh, you, you read Solomon's writings in the book of Proverbs, and down in Proverbs 25, verses 6 and 7, he says, don't exalt yourself in the presence of a king. And I, and I go back to my childhood and my, my kids' childhoods, and, and any time they were getting ready to do something that they thought was good, they wanted to make sure that we were looking. And I think that that part of our psyche never dies so all of us, when we see somebody who has great influence, somebody of renown, we want to do our best whatever in front of them and get noticed by them. No, and that's, that's, I'm not saying that in and of itself there's anything really wrong with that. The problem is if we're consumed with that, then what happens is all we want to do is use other people to help us go up, 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 up. And, and, you know, when we, as, as Paul says here, he says, be able to associate with the humble. He's mean, he means that be able to get a relationship and give some of your best and do some of your best in front of someone that's not going to have any influence on where you go in life. You know, when Jesus is, is preaching, he says, here's what pure and undefiled religion is. It's giving to widows. It's giving to orphans. It's giving to people in prison. It's it's a lot like next steps. And and what he's saying here, and folks, this is for our world today. Be able, if you're going to be consumed by anything, be consumed with 
giving to people who could never, ever possibly give back. And, and what happens when we do that is all, and, and usually we're not going to give to someone unless we understand where they are. And, and that's getting down in the trench. This goes back to verse 15 and learning how to be empathetic, being able to say, okay, I want what's really hurting you to hurt me a little. I want, I want to be, I want to allow what's affecting you to affect me. And, and when we do that, here's what's, what's beautiful is all of a sudden, so much of the influence of life and the pressures of life and the drive of life begins to diminish. Another letter that Paul wrote when you look, he, he wrote uh, this to, to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6.10. We always, uh, a, a lot of people will quote it, um, money is the root of all evil. But that, that's not what it says. Folks, money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money mm. is the root of all evil. And so being able to, to, to draw that very important distinction that good things aren't bad, but being consumed by them is. And, and so I think when we look at what's going on in our culture and we look at, the, at these huge gaps and these huge chasms between this subgroup and this subgroup and this religion or this race and this race and all, all of these things that are going on, we, we begin to really believe that what we do and what we have and who we are is better than everybody else. And, and that, that's the wrong mindset to have. And what's interesting here is Paul is a Christian. Paul is an effective, successful Christian. Paul is setting up churches everywhere. Paul, Paul's writing two-thirds of the New Testament. And Paul here could say, he could say, obviously what I'm doing is right. Everyone should be like me. But that's not what he says. And Paul had to learn to listen to people who were different than him. And why was Paul so successful? Is because Paul went to the Samaritans. Paul went to the Greeks. Paul went to the Romans. Paul went to people that were wanted him and every other Christian dead. And he said, tell me your story. And they, and they could start laying out everything that they were going through. And what, what happened to Paul is he began to understand their lives and what they're going through. Did he agree with it? No. But in him understanding them. Empathy. Empathy, a door is opened up for him to begin to tell them, Here, here's what Christ did for me. And, and you know, for me, what's, what's my number one dream for this world is that everyone could come to know Christ. But until we can begin to be a little bit more of one mind, until I can begin to allow what's, what's affecting all of these other subsets of all the cultures around me, I'll never be there. And here's, here's what I, I love. We're going to set this up for the last session here. The NIV says, don't be wise in your own opinion. King James says, don't be conceited. And, and, I, and I love how when you, when you read through this part of, of Romans 12, um, in all the way back in verse three of Romans twelve, Paul starts with, "Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought." 
And, and you know, here I am, I'm going through life now, and, and I have two beautiful kids. they married 33 years. Um, my kids are successful. We're, we're involved in church. We have a grandson who's beautiful. And I can say, everybody needs to be like me. This would solve everything. Everybody just needs to be like me. Here's a great life. And, and, and would that be a travesty? I mean, can you... Now, you know me pretty well, and if you talk to my family, and, and I said, what, can you imagine a world if everyone was like me? And it'd be, yeah, that would be a nightmare. It'd be the most dis- disorganized, chaotic, horrible place. Because we need people that are different around. We need, you know, opposites attract and all these other things. And, and God knew what he was doing when he created all these different personalities and these types. Let me tell you something. God knew what he was doing when he created different races. God knew what he was doing when he, when he separated the continents. And there's a reason that there's differences in the world. And that's so that we can begin to understand the incredible facets of God and how complex and awesome he is. And every single person in this world, whether they believe in God or not, is a reflection of God because every single one of us are made in his image. And we need to learn while we're here on this earth, the lesson of unity. Mm. This is exactly why he created us that way. Of course, it's the greatest lesson there is. Like, let's truly do what this scripture says. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble and do not be wise in your own opinion. In other words, do not be conceited. Mm -hmm. So listeners, man, if there is a lesson to learn humble yourselves before God and let's all get this lesson of being of one mind and creating unity. We mm-hmm. can do this. We can only do this with God. Yeah, and I think as, as we learn to humble ourselves before the Lord, it, it becomes easier to humble ourselves in front of each other. And I think we'll, we'll get into this in the last session, but we, we spend so much time posturing to, 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 to have the upper hand, which some instances you need to do that. You know, if you're, if you're on the football field, play to win, right? If you're going to play, if play to win. If you're going to play, play to win. <laughs> but but when it comes to life life and making this world a better place, how did Jesus say it? And this is where we'll go on the next session. Always prefer others above yourself. Man, is that a contrast? And what you do unto the least of these my brethren, you do unto me. Mm-hmm. So when you take care of the widows and you take care of the foster children and you do all these things, you're doing it unto Jesus. It's like you're like you're taking care of Jesus. I mean, that's why he wants us to take care of the orphans and the widows and, you know, be humble and bring yourself to that place, listeners. This is such a great lesson. Thank you, Pastor Tim. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our Next Steps for Seniors program. Our topic today, as it is the first weekend of every single month, is love over all. And truly, 
Uh, this has been a great segment. I'm praying that you were able to, to tune into the entire thing. We're into our last segment right now with Pastor Tim Helland from Creekside Christian Church. But truly, we have so much to look at right now in this day and age, and he's bringing it to reality. So we appreciate you, Pastor Tim. And you said we're going to move into Proverbs now. Yeah, it's awesome to be here. And and what, what a th- privilege it is to be able to, uh, I think, be be a voice to bring unity, not just to my family or my church or my little community, but, but really to start reaching beyond. And I, and I have people all the time say, well, what, what difference can one person make? And, and you'd be surprised how uh, viral humility, kindness, generosity – those things are, and you know when there was. I love the, the the picture of is it one of the coffee shops, the local coffee shop where people started paying something for it. So they're paying for the person in front of them, and and they said that there were like forty three cars just did it. And when somebody it happened to them, they were like, oh my gosh. And they do it to the next. Or, or they do it for the car behind. It's contagious. But oh it's yeah, contagious because you want to do something good for and, somebody and, else. And when you when you're paying forward, you know, and that's just a tiny little hard example of generosity um you change somebody's not just not just their minute at the very least you change their whole day but for some of those people and you and you start reading about where people it changed their lives so so when we look at this um this instruction that paul is giving us to to be of one mind but not, not just be of one mind be able to not think too highly of yourself or what it is that you want, but be able to associate with those who are lower than you, people of a humble position. And then don't be conceited. Don't live a life that's all about you. And 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 It's really important, listeners. Life is not all about us. Right. And and you know, in a couple of weeks I'm gonna be talking about who does your life impact the most? And if your answer is me, then you're you're not spending your life the best way, the way but, God would want you to. Yeah, spend and it. I think it, you know when when uh, you look at again, Solomon writes this this amazing book called Proverbs, and in Proverbs three is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. Proverbs three five and six, he says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your steps." So that's a part I think. Quite a few, most Christians know that part of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But then you go right after that. And there's, there's another stanza, and he says, Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. And we find ourselves becoming strengthened when, first, we're not, we're not living for ourselves, but we're living for God. And when we start living for God, and you start doing what God has asked you to do, really, everything you do, you're doing for other people. And it's not just people who think, act, look, and live like you. It's for whoever's around you. And, and, and when, we, when we do that, and, I, and what I love about this is the more we can acknowledge God in what we're doing, the, the, the wider the scope of effect our lives begin to have. And what I mean by that, and I think what, what Paul means by this is life can't be all about us. It can't. And it's, this is something that I've, I've 
was a real privilege to teach my kids and to see them grow up and be the way that they are now. And, and all of, I, I am finding and I'm seeing a difference in my world with my kids. And we're going to see it with my grandkid. I pray and I, I really believe, but we see it with our kids, their, their relationships and their friends. And, and they're really working hard at understanding the people around them. And they're not all in, in these, you know, super Christian communities. They're, they're involved in, you know, all kinds of industries where not everybody there thinks like them. But they're, getting, they're beginning to understand them. And as they understand them, they're beginning to have more of an opportunity to talk to them. And that's where the bridge is built. That's where this, this whole reality of love conquering all, it's not about immediately everybody kowtowing to us and what we think and being like us. That's not how it works. As a matter of fact, you look at Jesus. He comes to the world. He lives this perfect life. He does all these amazing miracles documented by people even beyond the Bible. He's just an amazing, amazing, most influential person in history. And did he, did, did, did Jerusalem change when he was there? No. As a matter of fact, it got worse. As a matter of fact, when he was brought up on charges, he didn't even answer the charges. He said nothing. And then he used every ounce of energy that he had to get to the cross to die. And it was in that death. You talk about humility. You talk about putting everybody else first. The picture that we have of Christ on the cross is, is the most uh, overwhelmingly effective conflict resolution story in history. And what did, what, what, what did he do? He, he actually went to Herod's house and Pilate's house and listened to what they had to say. And then he died. Now, listen, I'm not saying that all of us need to die for But he else. died for us. Right. And, and, and All the people that were persecuting him, he died for them. Talk about the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate lesson in humility. There's no other. No. And, and, and when he, he, that's why he came. And so, so as we move forward in our lives, as we move forward as a culture and as, as churches or whatever, we, whatever it is we're doing, this, this picture that, that Paul is painting and the, and the reality of the life of Christ that he's pulling from, he's putting in front of us and he says, do likewise. So when he says, be like-minded, if all of us had the mind of Christ, really, I mean, if every Christian really, when we really have the mind of Christ, all of a sudden, we don't matter for anything. And everybody else does matter. And our goal is not to be right. Our goal is to reach the people that really are wrong. Okay, wait, say that one more time. Our goal is not to be right. Yeah. It's not, it's, I mean, I, it's not that hard. No. It's, <laughs> it's not that hard, and it, sometimes it's impossible. <laughs> it's not to be right right yeah no it's not our goal god created us all different for a reason and we need to draw together in one mind i want someone who has a greater strength in my area of weakness to walk alongside me because two are better than one and this is exactly how god created the world so let's appreciate one another Let's look at each other, recognize the, the strengths, and be of one mind, looking as the mind of Christ. We want the mind of Christ. We want to look down like God does and look into the heart of people. It does not matter the color of their skin. It does not matter anything else. 
all the cultural differences, God created us all different so we could appreciate and love one another. There's so much to be said for love. Yeah, and, and you know, when when I look at the application of these scriptures and all that we have, not just in Romans, but the entire Bible and every everything that God has said, you know, here's here's life. Here's this gift I've given you called life. Humility is something that I think in our day and culture and our society is in, is in such short supply. But this thing called humility, that's the end of this, this verse, is something that pays dividends that most of us don't even, can begin to grasp. And it's because the dividends that, that humility pays, you're not going to see in this life. It's in the next life. And, and as important as it is to, I'm, I'm a I finance degree. I'm all about planning forward and financial planning and being secure. But there's, some, there's, there's a much, much, much larger life beyond this life. And humility is one of the investments that you make for dividends there, the life beyond this. And our goal should not be to make sure that we get to heaven. Jesus took care of that. Our goal should be to see to it that everybody else gets there. We can only do that if we begin to understand where they are. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. Lord, for every person who's listening, I pray, Lord, that and beyond, Lord, I pray that you would take all of us with this, uh, this little sharp pain inside of us where we're hurting because we see all of the differences and all of the, the conflicts. Lord, that we would be driven by you to love and learn that that love would conquer all. Help us to change this world for you and bless every person listening. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Tim. You are listening to The Patriot at FM 101.5 AM 1400. And my challenge this week is to humble ourselves and to look to God and to appreciate one another. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. The preceding program was sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.